Hi everyone and welcome back to One Mic Night, the podcast. And today, you know what time it is. It's One Mic Night Talk. I'm Marcos Luis. And I'm Patty McCree. And we're here to talk about current events and what's going on this week in the world. So I want to <laughs> I want to start off right away because it's been one week since we uh, had the Emmy nomination. So I want to I want to dig into that just a little bit. So this year is the 72nd Emmy uh, Emmys, and it's being held at the Microsoft um, Theater right there in LA where you are. And it's going to be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, right? We like Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, love oh, Jimmy Kimmel. On September 20th. Um, do you ever go to those? Not yet, but uh, I mean, now I don't even know if we will this year. I don't know if it's going to be one of those socially distanced Emmys. You know, right, that's or true. they won't have an audience. They'll have the awards, but they won't have an audience. I'm not sure how they're going to do it this year. Right. If I could go, I would go. Yeah, same here. Well, um, let's get into some of the nominations this year, and, and let's talk about them and see what happened. Um, okay. I think you have a list there. Pull that up. I mean, you know, sometimes they get it right. I will say that. They do. Sometimes they get it right. I mean, I've got some personal favorites on this list. And, of course, it's always good to see, you know, my people of color. So, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm really actually, you know, pretty excited for this one. I am, too. I heard I mean, there are 26 nominations that went to, you know, black people. So, this is a, this is a big year for the Emmys for blacks. Yes. Um, however, um, however, Latinos uh, didn't get any nominations at all, which is a big problem. Um, I think there were, you know, obviously a few snubs. Some people got overlooked. Uh, I mean, I guess we could say like uh, once, one day at a time. You know what I mean? Which is a show full of Latinos. Um, Reed, Rita Moreno, off the top of my head. Yeah. We can talk about Pose. Yeah. Pose that got snubbed. Trans women. You know, African American and people of color. A uh, show about trans and non-binary people. MJ Rodriguez. You know. Exactly. Uh, I really think that it's not that they don't enjoy the show. They're trying to avoid a bigger controversy of what category to nominate someone for. They don't want to have that discussion. Wow. That's why the, that's why they'll nominate someone like Billy Porter because he's it's easy. You know, he identifies as male. Right. He presents as male. You can you can you know um, out, you know nominate him for an, a lead actor. True. Yeah. You know, and I don't think they want to get into the whole thing. If you know, like someone who's extremely deserving, like MJ Rodriguez, they just don't want to touch it. It's a hot potato for them. They don't want to be like, well, you know, they they want to misgender people. They don't want to. They don't want to misgender people, and then they don't want to offend people. So they just rather like, let's just give it to someone cisgendered and call it a day. Right. That way, the show the show is being recognized, but we don't have to be controversial. But why? I mean, when is the time? I mean, there have been a lot of people who are groundbreaking in that you know, category, if you will, you know, but uh, you, you, I guess you're right. I mean, I never thought about it, you know, back in the day, RuPaul and still getting nominations. That's that's for a reality show. It's nothing gender specific. So I right. guess you're right. Yeah. Right. See, yep. you know, when you really look, look at the, you know, look at the jokes they're running, you know, like, ah, oh, you don't want to nominate them because you don't know, you don't, you don't want to, you know, start that controversy. You don't want to get picketed by the, the religious moms groups. Well, I have to say, overall, you know, Netflix had probably the most with 160 nominations on their platform. Which, 
Yeah, well, Netflix, this is like 1% of their total content. My God, Netflix, right. <laughs> you've been back on one nomination since you have 10 million shows. <laughs> <laughs> Which is big for them because that's 42 more than they had last year in 2019. And, and, yeah. then, and then HBO got 160 nominations. Which is huge like too. Yeah, like yep. my show Insecure. Insecure, yep. Uh, Watchmen, which is on HBO, uh, got oh. a no- got twenty six nominations, which is the largest. Uh, and it's still not enough. Still not enough. Still that not needs enough. Every, nomin- every Re- nomination. Regina King, Jeremy Irons, great, oh, great. Man. Uh, Succession, Ozark. They both had eighteen nominations each, which is pretty big. That's a lot well of nominations. Deserved. Right. Do you have any favorites that are nominated this year? I have a bunch of favorites because, you know, like everyone else, this was a big TV year for me. You know, little thing like a global pandemic gets you to rediscovering your love. Right. Yeah. Of course it does. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, I guess there were so many. The only, only one I was a little surprised or slightly disappointed with was I really wanted, um, either Bob or Odenkirk and Ray Seahorn to get something for Better Call Saul. Mmm, yeah, yeah. Either of them or both. Either of them or both. I mean, it, it's so much its own show. You know, people say it's a spinoff of Better Call Saul. It's, I mean, of uh, Breaking Bad. It's Breaking its Bad, own yeah. show. It's it really completely, is. Yeah. So yeah, those two, I felt, were kind of snubbed. Um, but overall, I think the show got something you know, for the show itself, not for those actors. But I'm, I'm super happy about Insecure, mm-hmm. Ozark, um, Kenan Thompson, who's always been a favorite of mine from SNL. Of mine, too. Um, yeah, Sterling K. Brown, who's in everything and deserves it all. I mean, so many people, so many people. Mahershala, Mahershala Andre, definitely. Brower, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I could, I, I'm really happy with this year's, you know, even The Crown, I mean, because I have a kind of a wide, varied taste right. so do I. I watch, yep. and so I'm glad to see that, you know, the, the awards are spread across, you know, all genres, you know, we got The Crown, you know, taking place in the 40s, yes. we got shows taking place in the future, mm-hmm. we got shows taking place in heaven, <laughs> you know, right, yes. Just, I don't know. It's, it's going to be... I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. I really am. I think a lot of people were upset because uh, Elizabeth Moth, Moss was snubbed for mm. the Handmail, Handmaid's Tale. I can't speak. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and her supporting actors were, were nominated. But what about her? Are we t- I don't yeah. know. Are we tired of it already? Are we tired of a lot of these shows? Because a lot of these shows are being nominated again. You know, yeah. do we want yeah. something fresh? I mean, do we want something we're new? Spoiled. We're, we're spoiled. We're spoiled. This is a this is kind of a golden era for television. It is, especially when you, you know, some of these are like movie quality. I mean, so many movie actors. I mean, when you get Mahershala Ali on your television set. Yes. Yes. Power actor. You, you, you get Viola Davis on your television set, you know, Carrie Washington, Octavia Spencer, Regina King. These are movie quality movie actors. stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar, Oscar quality actors. And, and, you know, it's almost like we're spoiled. Right. I'm going to ask you, what do you think? Who, who would be your pick for the outstanding drama series? You have The Crown. You have The Handmaid's okay. Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, Secession, and better call south. That's a lot. Okay, drama series. Outstanding drama series. 
It's like choosing your children. Okay, let's see. It's, it's going to be between Better Call Saul, The Crown, and Ozark. Those are my three. Mm, okay, so okay. between those three, Better Call Saul, The Crown, and Ozark. Drama. Oh, as much as I love The Crown, okay, it's going to be between Better Call Saul and Ozark. So, I got to say Better Call Saul. Mm, okay, yeah. I yeah. really got to say yeah. Better Ozark, I mean, each, you know, on any given day, each of these shows is utterly amazing but better call Saul just you know just you know the mental anguish that these characters go through on the show not even so much for like what happens outwardly and although there's a lot you know a lot of you know killing and conniving and stuff that goes on outwardly but just the really the character development is what what nailed it for me what about you I, I'm surprisingly I'm gonna have to agree with you 100% 100% better call Saul, absolutely yeah 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah, just that's my pick. That, you know, Jimmy and Gus. Gus, and, yep. Like Giancarlo and Bob and, you know, I mean, everything that they go through on the show, like, you know, when he's lost in the desert and Mike, Mike, Mike Herman yeah. tried alone. Yeah, this, the character development is what really sets that one apart from the right. others. What do you think about all this? I mean, I think having to, first of all, <laughs> you got to have like five different streaming services just to get... <laughs> All these shows. At least. At least. Honestly, honestly, I, I was saying the other day, I'm like, if one more good streaming service comes out, that's it. I'm getting cable. Right. That's it. I'm just, I'm just getting cable. Like, I, I was a cable subscriber for years and years and years, paying like 240 bucks a month for 20 years. I could have bought a house and gone on 10 trips to Bali with that money. What if I subscribe to one more, more service? Exactly. Just get cable. Get cable. And I don't have to. I don't have to worry about you know logging into this and clicking over to that and just get right. cable. The only upside of it all is that there's so much good stuff out there. You oh, know, it's hard man. to get bored. You have so many favorites and so many choices to watch. You well, know, that's how they get you. That's exactly how they get you. Getting cable ain't gonna help you with all the stuff that's on Disney. You can't watch The Mandalorian on cable. Right. That's Disney it. Plus. You know, that's how they get you, that exclusive, exclusive content. Exclusive content. C cable wouldn't let you see Hamilton. Right. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. You're stuck with it. I think Disney Plus is good money spent, though. Why is that? Well, you know, I'm kind of a Disney-holic, you know, <laughs> just anyway. So for me, you know, I was going to be watching that stuff anyway. So a lot of the stuff that, especially, okay, it's good money spent, especially during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Because there's theatrical releases that are now going straight to Disney Plus. Hamilton would have been in the movie theaters next year, right. along with Mulan, along with Black is King. And and now you can get all that stuff on Disney Plus. Do you think the way plus, we do you think the way we plus, watch go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say plus you know, Jeff Goldblum has a show on there, so <laughs> I like Jeff Goldblum, yeah. I'll pay whatever to watch it. Me too. Do you think that now with all these streaming services, this has changed the way we do things, the way we see films along with the covid and the pandemic absolutely I mean, mm -hmm. absolutely everything's changing and, and you know i used to feel sorry for the owners of drive-in movie theaters right you know that was a dying breed they're raking it in they're, they're raking like, it in now yep honey we're back in the game yep. honey <laughs> they're principally out of retirement you know like they haven't seen this kind of you know action since the 60s right i didn't even know there were any still around and now some new ones are cropping they're, up because I know, exactly. yeah, I know that Walmart is starting to use some of their parking lots after hours mm -hmm. to make drive-in movie theaters, yep. which is great. 
which is great. Yeah, which is great. Walmart yeah. is going to get your money 24 hours a day. We took all your money all day long shopping. Exactly. Now we're going to get your money at night. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to rob you all day long. 24-7. Right. So you, but, uh, yeah, no, I went to a, you know, old-fashioned drive-in theater over the weekend, about an hour away from outside of L.A. What was that like? And amazing, because they had all these food trucks lined up. Mm. It, oh, my God. So you could get, you know, whatever you need. There was the, the ice cream truck, the Korean wing truck, of course, the taco truck. Right, this is yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the burger truck. The popcorn and candy truck, the beer and wine truck. Right. I mean, it was just incredible. And it was a great way, you know, you're in your car, you're safe, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it, it was a great way to have a, you know, an entertainment experience that you didn't have to feel like you're risking your life for. Right. Did you see a lot of families there or did you see a lot of couples or what What was most of the, um, what was the movie, first actually, of all? What was the movie actually, like? Not as many families. I, I saw more, yeah, adults. I guess people were on dates or just, you know, friend hang, you know, group friend hangs. But yeah, I saw a lot of, like, kind of date night. I mean, it's an amazing date night. Right. Yeah, that is. How and it was right by this beautiful lake that you could hike around and stuff, so amazing date night. But yeah, that, that's that's on the upswing, you know, like, every every crisis presents an opportunity. Absolutely. Yep. So, you're right. you know, if you're a streaming service and or you're a drive-in theater, you're you're seeing unprecedented sales right now. You're right. I would not have subscribed to Disney Plus. Okay, maybe I would have for Hamilton. But a lot of other services, though, if it weren't for the pandemic, a lot of shows on Netflix, I just simply wouldn't have had time to watch. I would have been at work. Yeah. So. Well, it's definitely the alternative to theater. You know, like you said, America goes to a lot of movies. That's the pastime. That's the favorite pastime mm -hmm. of people here it in the is. states so you know the streaming services are are certainly enjoying an upswing in in you know membership rate i, I wonder if it's gonna I, I don't think they're gonna completely fall off 100 percent though i think a lot of people just aren't going to be going back to offices a lot of people are just going to be permanently working from home at least part of the week you know i used to have um, a boss in my you know my day job that um, I was begging them to let's automate these these you know services that we're doing so that we can all work from home or work remotely or work from the beach or work from somewhere else other than this office. And they're like, no, no, that's just not what we do. If you do it now, do it now, you. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you everyone figured out a way. Everyone who was so reluctant to let their people work from home, well, now now they have to work from home, and if they can, they should. Exactly. This will save you guys, you know, you guys can rent a much smaller office space. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just better all around, you know, save commuting costs. Time, efficiency. You hire, and now you can hire greater talent now. Right. It's actually better for the company. You can hire talent, you know, that you, you can have a perfect employee, but he lives in Oregon. You, you can work in your New, New York office now. Right, exactly. It's so a, this is, I, I see it as a win. It's a win-win situation. But I think on the flip side of it all, I, I feel like there's still some people who are, you know, reeling from... You know, lack of lack of work, and you know, yeah. hard times, and the uh, economic stimulus package not coming through. So I know over the weekend, actually uh, last night, uh, two nights ago in Chicago, there was a big incident. I heard about that. You know, it's just that it's a powder keg right now. Right. You know, it's like the perfect storm of hopelessness, joblessness, mm -hmm. um, not feeling like you're country cares like right. your government does not 
care. Does not care. And it's on both sides. It's on both sides. It's, it's, you know, those people that do have a little bit of money and those people who don't have money. And, you know, people are acting out in different ways. And I feel like the people in Chicago, you know, they decided. I know that from what I understand, there was uh, on social media some messages uh, going around saying that they were going to meet downtown and loot and take. And that's what happened. You know, over the weekend, you know, there were 100 arrests for uh, looting and battery. Um, 13 officers were injured. A sergeant was hit with a bottle. One of them had a broken nose. Um, in the last 17 days, at least nine officers were shot at. 149 guns recovered over the weekend. 169 guns turned in, you know, on the west side of Chicago. Just a lot going on there. What's happening? What's happening? You know, I, I just think that people have had enough. Yeah. You know, what, what causes this? You know, it's not like it's, it's in our, you know, you can't just say it's these people's nature to do this. Why are they doing this? It's poverty. Right. It's poverty. If these people, if these people all had incomes that could sustain their families, education that could give them a hope of doing something that they're looking forward to their futures. Right. They wouldn't feel that, you know, that like, you know, life has cheated them. Life owes them something and they're going to take back. I, I mean... I completely understand that feeling of, you know, you have so much and I have so little. Right. And you don't care about me. You're not even trying to help me. You just forgot about me. Like, I'm nothing. Well, I'm going to show you I matter. You're going to hear my voice. Right. Being pushed to the I side. Get, yeah. Yeah. We, we've been pushed to this, relegated to this far out part of the city, you know, and no one, you know, hears us. No one cares what happens to us. I get it. It's sad. And I think, you know, it, it starts... It starts, it's a cycle, you know, it, you, you, it's like some people are born into this cycle and right. can't break out. And, uh, you know, this, it really is, it's what, uh, you know, everybody says, it's systemic. And how do we move forward from that? You know, how do we regain control and, and make the, the, the playing field level for everybody? You got to vote on the local level. Right. You got to vote for city councilmen, city council, aldermen, assemblymen. You know, sheriffs. Right. Sher you know, like, I mean, president, that's great, but it's a long way up the food chain. You know, like, who's implementing these laws on a local level? Right. You know, that that's going to be your aldermen, your councilmen, you know, like those are the people who allocate, you know, like, the government gives money to a city. Who allocates how much of it goes into the poor area right. for their education and their schooling? And their, that's going to be your aldermen. That's and where your city councilmen come in. Right. Do the census. Take Fill out the census, please. Because those funds need to be allocated into the communities who need them the most. Yeah. And they're serious about this. Listen, I was sitting around the house minding my own business mm -hmm. yesterday. There was a knock on the door. I'm like, oh, it's Amazon. You know, I'm not going to answer it. I'll just get my package later. Right. Another knock on the door, and 30 seconds later, another knock on the door. I'm like, then the doorbell. I'm like, okay, this is serious. I look outside, and a uh, strange man outside my door, but I open it. It's a census taker. Mm, wow, really? Yeah, they're like, uh, you didn't fill out your census, and we want to know who you are, how long you've been living here, and what's going on. I'm like, oh, okay. How'd you feel so about that? He's like, it's only going to take a minute. I'm like, all right, you got me. You yeah. got me. <laughs> That's good. I mean, it needs to be done. It's important. And I don't yeah. think people realize how important it really is. I mean, we just brush it to the side and, and, you know, don't worry about it. But no, that's how the funds and, you know, the monies that we need 
get allocated to the community, no matter what community you're in. Yeah, and how many seats you get in Congress. And how many seats you get in Congress, letting your voice be heard. You know, that has to do with education. It has to do with work. It has to do with everything. It's important. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's going to trickle down to why these people feel disenfranchised. You know, and they're not wrong. Their voices aren't being heard. No one does care what they think. No one is trying to help them. No one cares what happens to them. Mm -hmm. No one. Speaking of which, I want to talk about the COVID <laughs> vaccine. <laughs> so they're predicting by uh, the end of the year, we'll have a, a vaccine by probably December, they said. We're going to have a vaccine for it. Russia's already claimed that they have pre-approval for a vaccine. You know, it's, uh, I don't see how they could because it takes so much testing to make sure that it's effective and, you know, exactly. work. Yeah, you can have a vaccine, we'll, we'll just kill people faster. Right. Well, what are your thoughts on that? What do you What do you think? Well, you know, I've never been a part of the anti-vax crowd. I've always been on, you know, get your shots, get your immunizations, blah, 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 blah. However, I don't fully trust that the good folks behind um, pharmaceutical companies who are going to be making this vaccine yes. aren't more interested in, in the cash grab, you know, like the race to be first. Right, you yeah, know, yeah. Because there's an insane amount of money. You, you think people made money off the opioid crisis. Be the person who holds the patent for the for the coronavirus. Coronavirus. You never. You'll be the world's first trillionaire. Exactly. Instantly. And that's why you're right. That's why there's such a race to get this done. And right. you know. Because and it's the first guy. It's the first, the first guy. guy. The, the, ten, the tenth guy may have the vaccine that actually works. Right. But that first guy is going to make all the money who take it and die because it didn't work. Right. But people who are so desperate for it, they're going to take it. People who are not named Patty McCree. Exactly. Because yeah. I won't be the first person in line taking the first vaccine that comes down the pike. And neither I will I. Neither will I. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. I think there's probably going to be a little bit less than half of the people who take it, hoping that it will be preventive. But there's no way to be to, to ensure that. Because I don't think enough testing has been done. It takes it takes years of testing, you yeah, know, to prove effective. How long do you think it took to get a flu shot? Right. You know, you, you hear about like the ni 1918 flu pandemic, Spanish flu, but you don't hear about 1919 there being flu shots. Exactly. That's right. Exactly right. I didn't hear nothing about a flu shot for decades. You know. Me neither. Granted, shot. You know, development back then in general was, you know, not really existed the way it is now. So there could be something better now. But I, I'm just saying people need to factor in the cash grab aspect and that people want to rush something to market because there's an insane amount of money to be made on people's desperation. Exactly. And that's typically been, you know, the outlook of, of this country is, you know, medicine and drugs is a huge, huge financial and monetary institution. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust that the president himself didn't have some investments in hydrochloroquine. Absolutely. And that's why he was constantly, you know, pushing, pushing that people. one. Right. You're exactly right on that one. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm like, why does he care about some random drug? Oh, he's got stock in it. Yes. That's it. So, you know... I, don't, I used to ask, what more can happen in 2020? How much worse can it get? I'm not, I'm afraid to ask that anymore. I am too. I don't even ask. I don't even ask because, because when you ask that question in April, you know, in May, they showed you how much worse they it can sure get. They sure did. 
It's been a hell of a year so far. It, it feels like five years in one. Right. And the good I, news... I just, I, the, the good news of it all, I hope, is that we're, you know, we're on the upswing of it because it's been such a rough year for so many people. And hopefully they will oh pass this, this stimulus bill, no matter how big or small it is, because the people deserve it. The people need it. And this being the most, quote unquote, powerful country in the world, the people mm -hmm. deserve to get some sort of aid, you know, for this this time. So many people have lost businesses, homes and not to mention the lives lost. I know. Well, I mean, as crazy as this may sound, I think it needs to be a tougher year for some people because, you know, I've been hanging out in Orange County on the weekends, mm -hmm. and while we hear about people who have forgone their weddings, people who have forgone seeing loved ones on their deathbeds, people who have forgone seeing, you know, spouses and children, and then there's some people who can't forgo a margarita at happy hour. Right, yeah. They can't forgo, uh, you know, a zit caused by a, a mask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think this right. year needs to be tougher. I, I think there needs to be some, some people need to, haven't made any sacrifices whatsoever. They've gone, they haven't missed a single party, haven't missed a night at the bar, right. haven't missed a date, haven't missed a, a friend gathering, nothing. Yeah. You know, some people out here like not making any sacrifices whatsoever and 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 that's why this is continuing. This could have really been over by now. Right. And that's the freedom that a lot of people feel, you know, that they're entitled to from living in this country. And, you know, at the sacrifice of what? Yes, you may be okay, but what about everybody else you come into contact with? That's a selfish attitude and selfish way to to live your life. So, a small sacrifice can make a huge huge improvement for the way of life for everyone. Absolutely. You know, these freedoms are pretty selective. They are. You know, we make you wear clothes in public. You don't have a problem with that. Right. That's it. But the, but the mask, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I know we're living in, through history right now. Right. And, you know, we're going to look back on this and be like, half of it, but we're like, wow, we were troopers, we were survivors. And half of us are going to be like, what the hell were people thinking? Right, yeah. It's going to be a mixed bag. Right. And so what have you done is the question throughout this time, you know, and hopefully your outlook and what you've done will be something to help everyone. Yeah. How do you want to look back on this? How do you want to look back on it? So that's it, everybody. This is One Mike Night Talk. Thank you for uh, putting that in the inbox. Hit us up with the hashtag One Mike Night Talk. Let us know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about next time. We'll have another, another episode for you. Please make sure you follow us on all music platforms, One Mike Night Podcast. This is Marcos Luis. And Patty McCree. Thank you for joining us for this issue of One Mike Night Talk. Thank you for joining us this time on One Mike Night Talk. You can hit us up with the hashtag One Mike Night Talk. And make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at One Mike Night, O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. You can find us on Facebook at One Mike Night and the number one and all other social media platforms. You can follow me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. And as always, thank you for downloading and subscribing to the episodes of One Mike Night. This is One Mike Night, the podcast. Next episode, you'll meet actress, singer, model. You've seen her in TV and commercials and print. Melissa Carroll will be here on One Mic Night, the podcast. You can find One Mic Night podcast on all music platforms. Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Thank you for listening.